Here's a load of Skinner Anderson's podcast, and it's the 15th of November 2022. The time is 1950, and it is Tuesday. As we're going to keep on going with uh, the reading out loud of Genesis. We have come to uh, chapter number 10. This is the history of Noah's sons, Sim, Ham, and Japheth. Sons were born to them after the flood. The sons of Japheth were Goma, Magog, Madai, Yavan, Tubal, Meshik, and Tiras. The sons of Goma were Askenaz, Ripads, and Togamah. The sons of Yavan were Elias, Tarsis, Kitim, and Dodanim. From these, the inhabitants of the islands spread into their lands, according to their languages and their families and by their nations. The sons of Ham were Cush, Misharim, Put, and Canaan. The sons of Cush were Seba, Havila, Sapta, Rahma, and Saptika. The sons of Rahma were Seba and Dedan. Cush became father to Nimrod. He was the first to become a mighty one on the earth. He became a mighty hunter in opposition to Jehovah. That is why there is a saying, just like Nimrod, a mighty hunter in opposition to Jehovah. The beginning of his kingdom was Babel, Erech, Asad, and Kene, in the land of Sinhar. From that land he went into Assyria and built Nineveh, Rehobothia, Kalich, and Rishin. Between Nineveh and Kalich, this is the great city. Misarim became father to Ludim, Anamim, Lehabim, Naphtuhim, Pahurisim, Kasulihim, from whom the Philistines came, and Kapotirim. Canaan became father to Sidon, his firstborn, and Heth, as well as the Jebusite, the Amorite, the Girasite, the Hievite, the Archite, the Sinite, the Avatite, <coughs> the Simarite, and the Hamathite. Afterwards, the family of the Canaanites were scattered. So the boundaries of the Canaanites was from Sidon as far as Giras, near Gaza, as far as Sodom, Gomorrah, Amath, and Siburium, near Lash. These were the sons of Ham according to their families and their languages, by their land and their nations. Children were also born to Sim, the forefather of all the sons of Eber, and the brother of Japheth, the oldest. The son of Sim were Elam, Ashur, Apath, Asad, Lut, and Aram. The son of Aram were Uz, Hul, Gether, and Mash. Apath Shad became father to Shelah, and Shelah became father to Eber. Two sons were born to Eber. The name of the one was Pelik, because in his lifetime the earth was divided. The name of his brother was Yoktan. Yoktan became father to Al-Modad, Shelib, Hazamavit, Yerash, Haduram, Uzal, Digla, Obal, Ambimayel, Sheba, 
Ophir, Haviliah, and Joab, all of these were sons of Yoktan. Their place of dwelling extended from Misha as far as Shephar, the mountain regions of the east. These were the sons of Shem, according to their families and their languages, by their lands and their nations. These were the families of the sons of Noah, according to their family lines and by their nations. From these the nations were spread abroad in the earth after the flood. Chapter number 11 Now all the earth continued to be of one language and of one set of words. As they traveled eastwards, they discovered a valley plain in the land of Shinar, and they began dwelling there. Then they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and bake them with fire. So they used bricks instead of stone and bitum as mortar. They said now, Come, let us build a city for ourselves and a tower with its top in the heavens, and let us make a celebrated name for ourselves, so that we will not be scattered over the entire face of the earth. Then Jehovah went down to see the city and the tower that the sons of men had built. Jehovah then said, Look, they are one people with one language, and this is what they have started to do. Now there is nothing that they may have in mind to do that will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down there and confuse their language in order that they may not understand one another's language. So Jehovah scattered them from there over the entire face of the earth, and they gradually left off building the city. That is why it was named Babel, because there Jehovah confused the language of all the earth, and Jehovah scattered them from there over the entire face of the earth. This is the history of Sim. Sim was 100 years old when he became father to Apachat two years after the flood. After becoming father to Apachat, Sim continued to live 500 years, and he became father to sons and daughters. Apachat lived for 35 years and then became father to Shelah. After becoming father to Shelah, Apachat continued to live 403 years, and he became father to sons and daughters. Shelach lived for thirty years and then became father to Eber. After becoming father to Eber, Shelach continued to live for 103 years, and he became father to sons and daughters. Eber lived for 34 years and then became father to Pelik. After becoming father to Pelik, Eber continued to live 430 years, and he became father to sons and daughters. Peleg lived for thirty years and then became father to Reu. After becoming father to Reu, Peleg continued to live two hundred and nine years, and he became father to sons and daughters. Reu lived for thirty-two years and then became father to Siruk. After becoming father to Siruk, Reu continued to live two hundred and seven years, and he became father to sons and daughters. Siruk lived for thirty years and then became father to Nahor. After becoming father to Nahor, Siruk continued to live two hundred years, and he became father to sons and daughters. Nahor lived for twenty-nine years and then became father to Terah. After becoming father to Terah, Nahor continued to live one hundred and nineteen years 
and he became father to sons and daughters. Tera lived for seventy years afterward. He became father to Abraham, Nahor, and Haran. This is the history of Tera. Tera became father to Abraham, Nahor, and Haran, and Haran became father to Lot. While his father Tera was still alive, Haran died in the land of his birth in Ur of the Chaldeans. Abraham and Nahor took wives for themselves. The name of Abraham's wife was Sari, and the name of Nahor's wife was Milka, the daughter of Haran, the father of Milka and Isaac. Now Sari was barren. She was now Sari was barren. She had no child. Terah then looked Abraham, his son, and Lot, his grandson, the son of Haran, and Sari, his daughter-in-law, the wife of Abraham, his son, and they went with him out of Ur of the Chaldeans to go to the land of Canaan. In time they came to Haran and began dwelling there. The days of Terah were two hundred and five years. Then Terah died in Haran. Chapter number 12 And Jehovah said to Abram, Go out from your land and away from your relatives and from the house of your father to the land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and you will become a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who calls down evil on you. And all the families of the ground will certainly be blessed by means of you. So Abram went just as Jehovah had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was seventy-five years old when he left Haran. Abram took his wife, Sari, and Lot, the son of his brother, and all the goods that they had accumulated, and the people whom they have acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan. When they reached the land of Canaan, Abram traveled through the land as far as the site of Shechem, near the big trees of Moreh. At that time the Canaanites were in the land. Jehovah then appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I am going to give this land. So he built an altar there to Jehovah, who had appeared to him. Later he moved from there to the mountain regions east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Aia on the east. There he built an altar to Jehovah and began to call on the name of Jehovah. Afterwards Abram broke camp and journeyed towards the Negev, moving his camp from one place to another. Now a famine arose in the land, and Abram went down towards Egypt to reside there for a while. Because the famine in the land was severe, as he was about to enter Egypt, he said to his wife Saria, "Please listen. I know that. I please listen. I know what a beautiful woman you are. So when the Egyptians see you, they will surely say, 'This is his wife.' Then they will kill me, but keep you alive." Please say you are my sister, so that it may go well with me because of you, and my life will be spared. As soon as Abram entered Egypt, the Egyptians noticed that the woman was very beautiful, and the princesses of Pharaoh also saw her. 
And the prince of Pharaoh also saw her, and they began praising her to Pharaoh, so that the woman was taken to the house of Pharaoh. He treated Abram well because of her, and he acquired sheep, cattle, male and female donkey, male and female servants, and camels. Then Jehovah struck Pharaoh and his household with severe plagues because of Sari, Abram's wife. So Pharaoh called Abram and said, What is this you have done to me? Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? Why did you not say she's my si- why did you say she's my sister so that I was about to take her as my wife? Here is your wife, take her and go. So Pharaoh gave his men orders concerning him and they sent him away with his wife and all that he had. Chapter number 13. Abraham then went up out of Egypt to the Negev, he and his wife and all that he had, together with Lot. Abraham was very rich in livestock, silver and gold. He camped in one place after another as he traveled from the Negev to Bethel, until he arrived at the place where his tent had been between Bethel and Ai, to the place where he had previously built an altar. There Abraham called on the name of Jehovah. Now Lot, who was traveling with Abraham, also owned sheep, cattle, and tent. tents. So the land did not allow for all of them to stay in the same place. Their goods had become so many that they could no longer dwell together. As a result, a quarrel arose between the herders of Abraham or Abraham's livestock and the herders of Lot's livestock. At that time, the Canaanites and the Pharisees were uh, dwelling in the land. So Abraham said to Lot, Please, there should be no quarreling between me and you, and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are brothers. Is not the whole land available to you? Please separate from me. If you go to the left, then I will go to the right. But if you go to the right, then I will go to the left. So Lot raised his eyes and saw that the whole district of the Jordan was a well-watered region before Jehovah destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, like the Garden of Jehovah, like the land of Egypt as far as Soar. Then Lot chose for himself the whole district of the Jordan, and Lot moved his camp to the east, so they separated from each other. Abraham lived in the land of Canaan, but Lot lived among the cities of the district. Finally, he set up his tent near Sodom. Now the men of Sodom were now the men of Sodom were wicked, gross sinners against Jehovah. Now the men of Sodom were wicked, gross sinners against Jehovah. Jehovah said to Abraham, after Lot had separated from him. Raise your eyes, please, and look from the place where you are to the north and south, east and west, because all the land that you see I will give to you and your offspring as a lasting possession, and I will make your offspring like the dust particles of the earth, so that if anyone could count the dust particles of the earth, then your offspring could be counted. Get up, travel through the length and breadth of the land, for to you I am going to give it. So Abraham continued to live in tents. Later he came and dwelt among the big trees of Mamre, which are in the Hebron, and there he built an altar to Jehovah. Chapter number 14. 
Now in the days of Amratiel, king of Sinar, Ariok, king of Eleazar, Shidorlach, Omer, king of Elam, and Tidal, king of Guim. These made war with Bara, Abira, king of Sodom, Biasa, king of Gomorrah, Shina, king of Atmach, Shemirba, king of Shobikim, and the king of Bela, that is Suar. All of these joined forces at the valley of Sidim, that is, the Salt Sea. They had served Sidoromaya for twelve years, but they rebelled in the thirteenth year. So in the fourteenth year, Sidoromaya and the kings who were with him came and defeated the Rihaim in Asterotka-Narim, the Susim in Ham, the Imim in shavit kiriachim and the Horitz in the mountains of Seir, down to Elparan, which is at the wilderness. Then they turned back and came to Inmispat, that is Kadesh, and conquered the whole territory of the Amalekites and also the Amorites, who were dwelling in Hazor-Son, Tamar. At this point, the king of Sodom went on the march, and also the king of Gomorrah. The king of Adam, the king of Shivomin, and the king of Bela, that is Soar, and they drew up in battle formation against them in the valley of Sidim, against Shirat Omar, king of Elam, Tal, king of Goim, Marpil, king of Sinar, and Aukirx, king of Elasar, four kings against the five. Now the valley of Sidim was full of bitium pits, and the king of Sodom and Gomorrah tried to escape and fell into them, and those who remained flew to the mountain regions. Then the victors took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their foods and went on their way. They also took Lot, the son of Abraham's brother, who was dwelling in Sodom, as well as his goods, and they continued on their way. After that, a man who had escaped came and told Abraham, the Hebrew, he was then dwelling among the big trees of Mamre, the Amortites, the brothers of Eshkol and Anna. These men were allies of Abram. Thus Abram heard that his relative had been taken captive. With that, he mobilized his trained men, 318 servants born in his household, and went in pursuit up to Dan. During the night, he divided his forces, and he and his servants attacked and defeated them and he pursued them up to Hobach, which is north of Damascus. He recovered all the goods, and he also recovered Lot, his relative, his goods, the woman, and the other people. After Abram returned from defeating Sidorolomar and the kings who were with him, the king of Sodom went out to meet Abram at the valley of Shavich, that is, the valley of the king, and the uh, and Melchizedek, Melchizedek, king of Salem, and Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was a priest of the Most High God. Then he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram by the Most High God, makers of heaven and earth, and praised be the Most High God, who has handed, handed you oppressors over to you. And Abram gave him a tenth of everything. After that, the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the people, but take the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, 
I raise my hand in an oath to Jehovah, the Most High God, makers of heaven and earth, that I will not take anything that is yours from a thread to a sandal lash, so that you may not say I made Abram rich. I will take nothing except what the young men have already eaten. As for the share of the men who went with me, Anna, Ilkol, and Mamre, let them take their share. Chapter number 15 After this, the word of Jehovah came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not fear, Abram, I am a shield for you. Your reward will be very great. Abram replied, Sovereign Lord Jehovah, what will you give me, seeing that I continue childless, and the one who will inherit my house as a man of Damascus, Eliezer? Abram added, You have given me no offspring, and a member of my household is succeeding me as heir. But look, Jehovah's word in reply to him was, This man will not succeed you as an heir, but your own son will succeed you as an heir. He now brought him outside and said, Look up, please, to the heavens and count the stars, if you are able to do so. Then he said to him, So your offspring will become and he put faith in Jehovah, and he continued, and he counted in, and he counted it to him as righteousness, and he put faith in Jehovah, and he counted it to him as righteousness. Then he added, I am Jehovah, who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land as your possession. To this he said, Sovereign Lord Jehovah, how will I know that I will take possession of it? He replied to him, Take for me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. So he took all of these and cut them in two and put each part opposite the other, but he did not cut up the birds. Then the birds of prey began to descend on the carcasses, but Abraham kept driving them away. When the sun was about to set, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and a great and frightening darkness descended on him. Then he said to Abram, Know for certain that your offspring will be foreigners in a land, not theirs, and that the people there will enslave them and afflict them for four hundred years. But I will judge the nation they will serve, and after that they will go out with many goods. As for you, you will go to your forefathers in peace. You will be buried at a good old age. But they will return here in the fourth generation, because the era of the Amortites has not yet reached its full measure. When the sun had set and it had become very dark, a smoking furnace appeared, and a fury torch passed between the pieces. On that day Jehovah made with Abraham a covenant, saying, To your offspring I will give this land, from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Ephrates, and the land of the Canaanites, the Canaanites, the Cadomiatites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Rehamim, the Amotites, the Canaanites, the Gebatites, and the Jebusites. Chapter number 16. Now, Abram's wife, Sarai, had borne him no children, but she had an Egyptian servant whose name was Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, Please now, Jehovah, 
has prevented me from bearing children. Please have relations with my servant. Perhaps I can have children by means of her. So Abraham listened to what Sarai said. After Abraham had lived for ten years in the land of Canaan, Abraham's wife, Sarai, took her Egyptian servant, Hagar, and gave her to her husband, Abraham, as his wife. So he had her relations with Hagar, and she became pregnant. When she realized that she was pregnant, she began to despise her mistress. At this, Sarai said to Abraham, The injury done to me is your fault. I was the one who put my servant in your arms, but when she realized that she was pregnant, she began to despise me. May Jehovah judge between me and you. So Abraham said to Sarai, Look, your servant is under your authority. Do to her whatever you think is best. Then Sarai humiliated her, and she ran away from her. Later, Jehovah's angel found her at a spring of water in the wilderness, the spring on the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, servant of Sarai, where have you come from, and where are you going? To this she said, I am running away from my mistress Sarai. Jehovah's angel then said to her, Return to your mistress and humble yourself under her hand. Then Jehovah's angel said, I will greatly multiply your offspring, so that they will be too numerous to count. Jehovah's angels added, Here you are pregnant, and you will give birth to a son, and you must, and you must name him Emmanuel. But Jehovah has heard your affliction. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone, and everyone's hands will be against him, and he will dwell opposite all his brothers. Then she called on the name of Jehovah, who was speaking to her. You are a God of sight, for she said, Have I here actually looked upon the one who sees me? That is why the well was called Bia Lachoi. It is between Kadesh and Beret. So Hagar bore to Abram a son, and Abram named his son, who Hagar bore, Ismael. Ismael. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ismael to him. Chapter number 17. When Abram was 99 years old, Jehovah appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and prove yourself for faultless. I will establish my covenant between me and you, and I will multiply you very, very much. At this, Abraham fell face down, and God continued to speak with him, saying, As for me, look, my covenant is with you, and you will certainly become a father of many nations. Your name will no longer be Abraham. Your name will become Abraham. For I will make you a father of many nations." And I will make you very, very fruitful, and will make you become nations, and kings will come from you. And I will keep my covenant between me and you, and your offspring after you, throughout their generations, for an everlasting covenant, to be God to you, and to your offspring after you. And I will give to you, and to your offspring after you, the land in which you live as a foreigner, the entire land of Canaan, for a lasting possession, and I will be their God. 
God said further to Abraham, As for you, you are to keep my covenant, you and your offspring after you, throughout their generation. This is my covenant between me and you, that you and your offspring after you will keep. Every male among you must get circumcised. You must circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it will serve as a sign of the covenant between me and you. Throughout your generations, every male among you, eight days old, must be circumcised. Anyone who is born in the house and anyone who is not one of your offspring and who has purchased with money from a foreigner, every man born in your house and every man purchased with your money must be circumcised, and my covenant in your flesh must serve as a lasting covenant. If any uncircumcised male will not circumcise the flesh of his foreskin, that person must be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. Then God said to Abraham, As for your wife, Sarai, you must now, you must not call her Sarai, because Sarah will become her name. I will bless her and also give you a son by her. I will bless her, and she will become nations. Kings of people will come from her. At this Abraham fell face down and began to laugh and to say in his heart, Will a man one hundred years old have a child born to him? And will Sarah, a woman ninety years old, give birth? So Abraham said to the true God, Oh, that he... Ishmael might live before you. To this God said, Your wife Sarah will definitely bear you a son, and you must name him Isaac. And I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant to his offspring after him. But as regard Ishmael, I have heard you. Look, I will bless him, and will make him fruitful, and will multiply him very, very much. He will produce twelve chieftains, and I will make him become a great nation. However, I will establish my covenant with Isaac, whom Sarah will bear to you at this appointed time next year. When God finished speaking with him, he went up from Abraham. Abraham then took Ishmael, his son, and all the men born in his house, and everyone he had purchased with money, every male in the household of Abraham, and he circumcised the flesh of their foreskins, so that very day, just as God had spoken with him. Abraham was ninety-nine years old when he had the flesh of his foreskin circumcised, and Ishmael, his son, was thirteen years old when he had the flesh of his foreskin circumcised. On that very day Abraham was circumcised, and also his son Ishmael, all the men of his household, anyone born in the house and anyone purchased with money from a foreigner, were also circumcised with him. Chapter number 18 Afterwards, Jehovah appeared to him among the big trees of Mamre, while he was sitting at the entrance of the tent during the hottest part of the day. He looked up and saw three men standing some distance from him. When he saw them, he ran from the entrance of the tent to meet them, and he bowed down to the ground. Then he said, Jehovah, if I have found favor in your eyes, please do not pass by your servant. Please let a little water be brought and have your feet washed, then recline under the tree. Seeing that you have come here to your servant, let me bring a piece of bread, so that you may refresh yourself. 
that you may go on your way. At this they said, All right, you may do as you have spoken. So Abraham hurried to the tent to Sarah and said, Quick, get three measures of fine flour, knead the dough and make loaves of bread. Next Abraham ran to the herd and chose a tender and good young bull. He gave it to the attendants who hurried to prepare it. He then took butter and milk and the young bull that he had prepared and set the food before them. Then he stood by them under the tree as they were eating. They said to him, Where is your wife, Sarah? He replied, Here in the tent. So one of them continued, I will surely return to you next year. At this time, look, your wife Sarah will have a son. Now Sarah was listening at the tent entrance, which was behind the man. Abraham and Sarah were old, being advanced in years. Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah began to laugh to herself, saying, After I am worn out and my Lord is old, will I really have this pleasure? Then Jehovah said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Am I really going to give birth even though I am old? Is anything too extraordinary for Jehovah? I will return to you next year, at this appointed time, and Sarah will have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. At this he said, Yes, you did laugh. When the men got up to leave and looked down towards Sodom, Abraham was walking with them to escort them. Jehovah said, Am I keeping hidden from Abraham what I am going to do? Why Abraham is surely going to become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed by means of him. For I have come to know him in order that he may command his son and his household after him to keep Jehovah's way by doing what is right and just, so that Jehovah may bring about what he has promised concerning Abraham. Then Jehovah said, The outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is indeed great, and their sin is very heavy. I will go down to see whether they are acting according to the outcry that has reached me, and if not, I can get to know it. Then the man left from there and went towards Sodom, but Jehovah remained with Abraham. Then Abraham approached and said, Will you really sweep away the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there are fifty righteous men within the city. Will you then sweep them away and not pardon the place for the sake of the fifty righteous who are inside it? It is unthinkable that you would act in this manner by putting a righteous man to death with the wicked one so that the outcome of the righteous man and the wicked is the same. It is unthinkable of you. Will the judge of all the earth not do what is right? Then Jehovah said, if I find in Sodom fifty righteous men in the city, I will pardon the whole place for their sake. But Abraham again responded, Please hear, I have presumed to speak to Jehovah, whereas I am dust and ashes. Suppose the fifty righteous should lack five. Because of the five, will you destroy the whole city? To this he said, I will not destroy it if I find forty-five. But yet again he spoke to him and said, 
Suppose forty are found there. He answered, I will not do it for the sake of the forty. But he continued, Jehovah, please do not become hot with anger, but let me go on speaking. Suppose only thirty are found there. He answered, I will not do it if I find thirty there. But he continued, Please, here I have presumed to speak to Jehovah. Suppose only twenty found there. He answered, I will not destroy it for the sake of the twenty. Finally he said, Jehovah, please do not become hot with anger, but let me speak just one more. Once more, suppose only ten are found there. He answered, I will not destroy it for the sake of the ten. When Jehovah finished speaking to Abraham, he went his way, and Abraham returned to his place. Chapter number 19 The two angels arrived at Sodom by evening, and Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he got up to meet them, and bowed down with his face to the earth, and he said, Please, my lord, turn aside, please, into the house of your servant, and stay overnight, and have your feet washed. Then you may get up early and travel on your way. To this they said, No, we will stay overnight in the public square. But he was so insistent with them that they went with him to his house. Then he made a feast for them, and he baked unleavened bread, and they ate. Before they could lie down to sleep, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, from boy to old man, all of them, surrounded the house in one mob, and they kept calling out to Lot and saying to him, Where are the men who came in to you tonight? Bring them out to us, so that we may have sex with them. Then Lot went out to them to the doorway, and he shut the door behind him. He said, Please, my brothers, do not act wickedly. Please, here I have two daughters who have never had sexual relations with a man. Please let me bring them out to you, for you, to do to them whatever seems good to you. But do not do anything to these men, for they have come under the shelter of my roof. As this they said, stand back, and they added, This lone foreigner came to live here, and yet he dares to judge us. Now we are going to do worse to you than to them. And they crowded in on Lot and moved forward to break down the door. So the men reached out their hands and brought Lot into the house with them, and they shut the door. But they struck the men who were at the entrance of the house with blindness, from the least to the greatest, so that they wore themselves out trying to find the doorway. Then the man said to Lot, Do you have anyone else here? Sons-in-law. Then the man said to Lot, Do you have anyone else here? Sons-in-law, your sons, your daughters, and all your people in the city, bring out of this place, for we are going to destroy this place, because the outcry against them has indeed grown great before Jehovah, so that Jehovah sent us to destroy the city. So Lot went out and began to speak to his son-in-laws, who were to marry his daughters, and he kept saying, Get up, get out of this place, because Jehovah will destroy the city. But to his son-in-laws it he seemed to be joking. 
As dawn was breaking, the angels became urgent with Lot, saying, Get up, take your wife and your two daughters who are here with you, so that you will not be swept away in the error of the city. When he kept lingering, then, because of Jehovah's compassion for him, the man seized hold of his hand and the hand of his wife and the hands of his two daughters, and they brought him out and stationed him outside the city. As soon as they had brought them to the outskirts, he said, Escape for your life, do not look behind you, and do not stand still in any part of the district. Escape to the mountain regions, so that you may not be swept away. Then Lord said to them, Not there, please, Jehovah. Please, now your servant has found favor in your eyes, and you are showing great kindness to me by preserving me alive. But I am not able to flee to the mountain regions, because I am afraid that disaster may overtake me, and I will die. Please now, this town is nearby, and I can flee there. It is only a small place. May I please escape there? It is only a small place, then I will survive. So he said to him, Very well, I will also show you consideration by not overthrowing the town you speak of. Hurry, escape there, because I cannot do anything until you arrive there. That is why he named the town Soar. The sun had risen over the land when Lot arrived at Soar. Then Jehovah made it rain, sulfur, and fire on Sodom and Gomorrah. It came from Jehovah, from the heavens. So he overthrew three. So he overthrew these cities, yes, the entire districts, including all the inhabitants of the cities and the plants of the ground. But Lot's wife, who was behind him, began to look back, and she became a pillar of salt. Now Abraham got up early in the morning and went to the place where he had stood before Jehovah. When he looked down towards Sodom and Gomorrah and all the land of the district, he saw quite a sight. There was dense smoke, ringing, rising from the land like the dense smoke of a kiln. So when God destroyed the cities of the district, God kept Abraham in mind by sending Lot out from the cities he overthrew, the cities where Lot had been dwelling. Later, Lot went up from Suar with his two daughters and began living in the mountain regions, because he was afraid to live in Suar. So he began dwelling or living in a cave with his two daughters. And the firstborn said to the younger, Our father is old, and there is not a man in the land to have relations with us according to the customs of the whole earth. Come, let us give our father wine to drink, and let us lie down with him and preserve offspring from our father. So that night they kept giving their father wine to drink. Then the firstborn went in and laid down with her father, but he did not know when she laid down and when she got up. Then on the next day the firstborn said to the younger, Here I lay down with my father last night. Let us give him wine to drink tonight also. Then you go in and lie down with him, and let us preserve offspring from our father. So that night also they repeatedly gave their father wine to drink. Then the younger went and lay down with him, 
but he did not know when she lay down and when she got up. So both daughters of Lot became pregnant by their father. The firstborn gave birth to a son and named him Moab. He is the father of the Moabites of today. The younger also gave birth to a son, and she named him Benami. He is the father of the Ammonites of today. So, this is, of course, the end of this podcast, but on to the next one, I'm going to read from chapter number 20. So this is Kenneth Anderson signing off. It's the 15th of November, 2022. The time is 2047, and it is Tuesday. Bye.